I'm joined tonight by horror writer Chris Rush. Chris is from Ireland. He's written five horror books. Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. How you doing? Absolutely delighted to be here with you tonight. Really appreciate the opportunity. Um, Same. Yeah, I suppose starting off, I'm a, I'm a horror writer. Absolutely horror fanatic, I have to say. Um, I'm a paranormal researcher with um, Paranormal Researchers Ireland. And I'm also the chair of the Horror Writers Association, the, the Irish chapter of the, the Horror Writers Association. So a few nice little, little things behind my name. I've only, I'm all, I've only been, would you believe this year is actually five years in March since I released my first book. And the journey has been absolutely, let's you like it's been crazy so far. So I'm delighted to be in the position that I am and hopefully it keeps going in the positive way. <laughs> and in terms of writing that first book, uh, how did it come about? How did you decide that you wanted to write books? I'll get a laugh out of this when I tell you. Yeah. I went to college and I'd done a degree in health and safety, would you believe? And uh, <laughs> I, always, I always get that reaction. <laughs> but, um, but as I said to you there, I've always had a fascination and a, like horror has been me since like literally really young. And uh, I left college, I think it was 2012, 2013. And I left college, of course, no job, literally just sitting at home doing nothing. Yeah. Um, rather than just playing Xbox, I said to myself, I'd love to write a, a screenplay, just just a horror screenplay, but set it in Ireland. Just give Irish horror, like, again, just lots of fantastic movies out there, lots of fantastic Irish horror books out there. But I just want to see could I do it myself. So that's exactly what I did. And Folklore wasn't actually a book starting off, it was a screenplay. Yeah. Uh, again, Roth had absolutely no knowledge of a screenplay. I looked up bits and pieces here and there and um, got it done. But um, then I forgot, left it, left it to the side, got a job and completely left it. Um, and I ended up, um, some people say right place, right time. This definitely was for me. Um, I went to Florida. It was either a year or maybe two, two whatever it was, three years at the most afterwards I was in Florida. Um, and I was at the pool, etc., etc. And you know, Americans love the Irish. The minute they hear yeah. the accent, right in their heart, about to you from. <laughs> but, um, I'm not from England, and that they're usually delighted about that. Then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to any English people listening. Ask for listening. It's all good. All good. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So this lady was sitting there, and of course we got talking. She she said, found, obviously found out it was from Ireland. She said she loved the place. Always wanted to visit. Um, and I turned around to her and I said, well, would you believe I wrote a, a screenplay on, on an Irish legend, like a horror screenplay based on the Banshee? And she turned around and, oh, interesting. Would you believe that I'm actually a best-selling American author? And I kind of looked at her going, oh, yeah, so kind of like this with the phone when she turned around and was going, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, turned out she actually was. So Lisa B. Prue was her name. And I said to her, listen, I'm very kind of, what you see is what you get. I said to her, listen, if you think... I'm trying to jump on the bandwagon here, or you think I'm trying to whatever it is, tell me to get lost. But would you mind having a look at it? Um, I haven't touched it in years, but would you mind just having a look at it and let me know what you think? She said, absolutely. Um, so really down to earth, really nice woman. And her advice to me, she goes, um, the best bit of advice I can give you is turn it into a book because you'll have a better chance of people reading it and getting, I suppose, exposure um, if it's a book rather than just a screenplay. So I sent it over to her. Um, I will be honest, I thought I was never going to hear back. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but sent it over to her, and in fairness to the woman, she absolutely mentored me for about a year, year and a half, whatever it was. Sent me links of how to swap it over, gave me the best advice she could give me. Again, start just before I even get to the end of the story, starting off for anyone. I'd say it's crazy trying to kind of dissect which route to take and you know what's the best way to market yourself, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, long story short, she got me up on Amazon. Um, there was a couple of editors I reached out to here in Ireland, um, and of course, the first thing they asked, "Who have you been published by? Um, how many books have you got out?" And of course, Johnny Rookie here, are you nothing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so she put me in contact with her editor, which. Uh, was absolutely brilliant as well. But my first concern was I'm writing in kind of, I won't say slang, but I'm writing in kind of Irish terms, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I didn't want kind of that diluted either. But in fairness, her editor was absolutely brilliant as well. She worked with me. So if you have any queries or questions, I'll just sh shout them over to you. So I got the book done. It was entitled, I kept the original title. It was titled Folklore. And I think... Um, it was only out maybe, I'd say at the most, two weeks, and it got into the top uh, 10 in Britain and the top 10 in its respective category in America. And I was kind of like this, right, who's taking the piss here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and did you put any advertising behind it? Um, advertising was kind of myself building it. Like, I will say social media has absolutely gone fantastic for any form of advertising. Um, but the thing is, um, not to bombard people. I'm a big believer in you don't just run up to people on the streets here, here, buy my book. You know what I mean? You have to be, to me, it's like a bonus that people know that I'm a writer. Um, my horror page on Facebook, um, like I throw up movies I'm watching tonight, stuff that I'm interested in, articles I might have read and stuff like that. But in the background, I'll say, oh, my new book is coming out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't believe, again, no disrespect yeah. to any other authors or musicians, whoever it is, I don't believe a page should just be about um, me. You know what I mean? It, it, it horror is kind of a circular circumference around myself, and I'm in the middle, and I just like a little spider web coming out. You know what I mean? But um, as regards advertising, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff, um, and again, phenomenal. It was absolutely crazy. And since then, um, I'm actually working on my sixth one at the moment. I know you're going to ask me that a little bit later on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm working on my sixth one at the moment, and so far, um, every one of them has at some stage got into the top 100 of their categories on Amazon and like, listen I'm kind of looking at going Jesus Christ is this even my stuff or people are actually reading my work you know what I mean I can log in and see like people have see, uh, bought my stuff in you know Britain America Australia Belgium and all this kind of thing. I'm kind of going Jesus Christ <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. but um, again I can be where I am without the readers you know so again that's it and again like the likes with yourself uh, getting the exposure out there as well. So again, my thanks to like you guys as well, which I really appreciate. I sent a friend of mine a link there a couple of weeks ago, Mairead Corrigan, to to you because she's big into books. Like so, I sent her over your stuff. I think she really downloaded them. That. Really appreciate that. But um, I find actually uh, horror has gone. Horror never kind of lost its attraction, but I find it's kind of doing a loop again, where it, like literally. It's a huge kind of appetite out there for it again. Um, I'll always keep my stories based in Ireland. Again, no disrespect to any other authors or Irish horror writers out there. Um, I just like kind of putting Ireland on the map, if that makes sense, because I do yeah. believe Ireland has some fantastic storytellers out there. Like, listen, let, everyone goes back to the 
the old classic of Dracula, which is um, obviously I've read it. I'm not going to say it was an easy read because I'm not the best of readers at any time. The book itself is phenomenal, but it's written in kind of diary entries, and I found myself going back and going forward, going back and going forward. But um, you don't get, get I suppose, any more um, famous or more iconic than that book. So, again, I like to keep my own style. I like to keep it set in Ireland, and I don't like... The best bit of advice I give to a lot of writers is don't censor yourself. Because if you censor yourself, you're not writing for your own... Um, I suppose, story anymore. You're editing your story for other readers, which I don't believe in that. Um, you should be writing the story from your point of view, first of all. If no one likes it, no one likes it. Um, I've got bad reviews. Every Stephen King has got bad reviews. You know, all the good writers, all the, everyone's got bad reviews. It's not going to be for everyone. Um, I will admit, at the start, I took the bad reviews to the heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's going, you, you know what I mean? But um, I just learned thick skin is very important because it's not going to be for everyone and you're always going to have someone that just obviously didn't enjoy the book which is listen that's their opinion if they don't like it they don't like it simply. you can never please anyone oh absolutely or everyone sorry everyone rather yeah yeah <laughs> but with the books then did you make many hard copies of the books or did you focus on the online thing yeah actually very good question um so personally now i love a hard that uh, version of a book. I love reading a physical copy of the book. Um, I do from time to time order like hardbacks in. Some people do prefer the hardback version. The electronic is just gone, you know, yourself. It's absolutely yeah. straight. And it is obviously that little bit cheaper as well because um, you can get straight to your phone. I, I don't know why I'm pointing to my, my phone or I think you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I can download it to your Kindle or whatever it is. But myself personally, I like most of the, the, actually all the books I have are hardback versions. I love having it physically in my hand. Um, but again, that's just me probably being me. There's probably other people like that as well. But the electronic versions I sell a lot of because, again, you can reach a vast audience rather than, you can just uh, click and download, you know what I mean, rather than wait yeah. for the post. They're cheaper for the customer as well, and then they're obviously absolutely. cheaper for you to host there rather than making them. Absolutely, absolutely. And I find as well... Uh, pricing is huge. Um, might, a lot of people might like talking about it, but I do find pricing um, is very important. I Obviously, money's great. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to be an absolutely multimillionaire. I wouldn't say no to that. But um, if you're in it to, just for money, um, I think it's the, again, this is just me talking. I think it's the kind of wrong attitude because I just want to be known as a good horror writer. My goal, um, if when someone mentions horror in Ireland, um, some people said I'm leaving the bracket too small here, but I'd be happy if someone just mentioned the word horror in Ireland and Chris Roosh comes up in the conversation. I don't have to be number one. I don't have to be number two. Yeah, <laughs> I can just in the mix. One just once my name's in there somewhere, <laughs> I'm happy enough. I don't care after that. That's that's my kind of main, main goal at the end of it all. Would you ever like any of your books to be made into films? Absolutely love it. <laughs> I'd love it. Um, <clears throat> Again, I'm very. I'm a bit of a. I don't. I think control freak is a bit of a too strong a word. Um, I'd love to just sit back and see my name, obviously, on the big screen. But I love to have an input as well, if that makes sense. I do, because I do have a certain. What's the word I'm looking for? Like my characters or my villains or my monsters or whatever you want to call them. I have a certain image in my head of what they are, um, and actually. 
when I you've probably seen the tea like I do horror TV shows and all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. When I started off, I was actually going to um like have my name and one of the kind of characters on the tea show, but then I said no because if you're reading one of my books, what one of my characters might be or what he might look like or what a machine might look like could be totally different in your mind and what's in mine. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Then that's probably more scary or more upsetting or more disturbing. So I didn't want to uh, picturize it, if that makes sense. But if it was a movie, I'd make it the most disturbing thing you could ever see. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be well on for that. But like in, in the last, say... In the 2000s, man, there were some really shit horror movies. Oh, man. Been... Jesus Christ. I think, I think they've actually made a horror film about every fucking physical thing. <laughs> Do you know the only one I enjoyed probably in the the last fucking decade, I'd say, that, that wasn't a big franchise like Halloween or everything was Cabin in the Woods? Oh, Cabin in the Woods. Would you believe that? Now, obviously, respect it. I just couldn't get it, but... The idea of it, I thought, was actually an interesting one. But that movie was absolutely huge. It just came out of nowhere and it was absolutely huge. Now, we'll, that's one thing I love about horror is what we're doing right now. We're having a conversation about yeah. movies, books, etc., etc. I didn't get Captain Woods and another movie that was um, that, that shouldn't have been made, in my opinion. <laughs> gonna kill me. Um, the new Halloween movie, the 2008 one. <clears throat> The kills are brilliant, you know. Don't get me wrong there, but again, yeah. the whole, I'm not going to ruin it for everyone, even though it's two years old now. I could give spoilers away, but again, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to. But it's just certain elements of that film and certain bits that were in it where I was kind of going, this doesn't make it, you know, why? Why did they and, do this? You know what I mean? And they have two more coming out this year, yeah? They have two more, and you know something? I'm going to be very honest with you, I will go see them. They're so, yeah. once, once you have that title um, on there, I will go see them. Um, apparently the next one now, Halloween Kills, which is out this year, um, is meant to have like twice as many kills of forty five thousand kills, whatever it is. That's obviously a big huge exaggeration, but um yeah. be, you know, over the top kind of stuff. I will go see it, but again, I don't hold hold my hopes up very high. There is a couple more but I'll t- talk about a little bit later on. There's a couple more I have yeah. uh, make me kind of eye on, so to speak. <laughs> so you've been doing a bit of writing anyway. I have six book. Um, it's a working title at the moment, and I, again, a lot of people kind of ask me, oh, what's the next one going to be, what's this going to be about? I, I kind of like touching on a subject that people may have seen before, but put my own kind of spin on it, if that makes sense. Okay. Love, um, kind of bending the rules a little bit, if that makes sense. I am a fair bit into this next one, and again, I don't, again, don't want to give too much away. Yep. But it is definitely different um, than some of the previous work I've done. It's still horror, obviously, but there is going to be a kind of a big element in there that's a little, that's different than what I've done previously. Uh, I hope it works. In my head, it's worked. <laughs> but I hope it works. Someone read it goes, Jesus Christ, I'm just, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, that's the kind of, I love kind of sitting back and saying to myself, this is generally what I do. I love sitting back and saying to myself, how can I fuck with someone's head? <laughs> I mean, I going, what the hell have I just read? You know what I mean? Like, and when they close the book, they're kind of still thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. Would you um, ever write anything that's not her? I hope it'll have it out this year. Well, when I say hope, it will be out this year. Um, 
that'll be the sixth one again. I'm self-published, but I've been published as well. Um, if someone held, had to hold my hand up and say, which do you prefer? I prefer self-publishing, and the only reason is is the control. I can control covers, content, the way it's edited, etc., etc., etc. Again, that's absolutely no disrespect to anyone in the industry, any publisher. In the, it's just me. I love being in control. And again, some people like, um, I suppose, letting a little bit of that out of the way, so to speak, whereas I like controlling everything. Yeah. <laughs> Would you ever write anything that's not horror, Chris? Sorry? Would you ever write anything that's not horror? Um, I'm trying to think, have I ever? Um, going forward, I can't see that. I, I, I'm... Very good question. I kind of stopped halfway there. I don't think I would. I don't, yeah, I'd like to go, you got me. Got you <laughs> there. I know. Wrong April. But um, I don't know genuinely. Um, I don't see myself ever changing. Um, I know a lot of artists have said that. Even music artists and and, and have changed. But I, I'm just, like, I'm 35. Um, I've been watching horror probably... Jesus Christ, well over 25 years, if not longer. So that's how long I've been in there. And I can't see that changing overnight. And I can't see that really changing into the future either. You know what I mean? Um, it's just something about it. Um, I love the effect it has on people. Um, I love how people, how it can trigger reactions someone by what they're seeing on the screen or what they're reading on the page. Uh, it's just something fascinating about that to me. Uh, talk a little bit about Loftus Hall. And about what's Absolutely. going on there, and obviously you tie yeah. the book into it as well. I'm one. I'm actually I'm a very lucky individual when it comes to Loftus Hall. Um, obviously Loftus Hall is well known around the country. It's been a uh, one of the most, or if not the most, um, haunted location in Ireland. Um, said to be visited by the devil. Um, a lot of deaths happened there, etc., etc. Um, long story short, I was commissioned to write the book by the owner of the building, uh, which is the legend of this Hall. Um, back in 2000, she's looking at my dates, right? 2018, I think it was, when it came out. And again, that skyrocketed me. Um, just people contacting me from the States and everything about that book, just obviously come on and have a chat with them, which, you know, it's fantastic from my point of view. Um, again, to give you a bit of insight, um, the book is definitely not a history book. It's not written that way, and, and never was it intended to be that way. It's just like a modernized version of uh, the story, so to speak, but while trying to keep the, I suppose, the integral elements of it in there, you know. Um, I do um, investigations down there. Um, we've had a lot of public um, having experiences down there. Some people either like the building or some people absolutely despise the building. That's just the way it is. Um, if I sometimes I find myself saying to people, if you forget completely about the story and the hauntings, etc., and just look at the architecture, you leave with something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even the stairs, the up around the top of the roofs, the doorways, absolutely, it's it's actually crazy the amount of craftsmanship that went into that building. Um, obviously now with COVID, um, they had to obviously uh, shut it down prematurely, um, obviously for obvious safety reasons, but yeah. <clears throat> people that have been allowed a lot of access to the place um when i was writing the book i suppose i was never out <laughs> I was Makes sense. and can i move in here <laughs> <laughs> but um it's a it's a fantastic building obviously i'm going to be very biased because i i actually do have a 
a love for the place. Um, anytime anyone mentions it to me, that your whole uh, show here could be just me talking about Loftus this all. But um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing building. Um, people have asked me if I had any experiences down there. Now, I'm not going to say, oh, the devil's walked up to me face and said, how are you, Chris, and shook my hand. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, for me to be convinced, something will have to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, one of the best, Tina, that's on the team with me, she had one of the best sayings I've heard in a long, long time when it comes to the whole kind of paranormal aspect of things. It's like you yourself saying to me, Chris, last night I woke up and there was a big dark shadow standing over me and I was throwing around the room. That's like me saying to you, I have a headache, and you saying, no, you don't. How do, how do, you, do you get what I mean? Just because yeah. I experience it doesn't mean that no one else has or, you know, 45 people having the same group. Personally, myself, um, I'm waiting for something just to, you know, walk up to me or do something, you know what I mean? But that's not to say there's been a lot of... Um, I suppose incidences down there. There's been a lot of things caught on uh, camera, on audio. People have seen things. People have felt things. I've I've seen seen people actually leaving just just leave and get me out here. Simple as that. People can say, "Oh, it's your mind playing tricks on you." It can be, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, things where there's uh, different scenarios involved. You know what I mean? And it's, I suppose Loftus as well is. It's not just well known in Ireland; it's well known internationally as well. So, and again, just on the, to make one more point, something I've said this before on various different interviews. For a legend, again, we use the word legend, but for a legend like that to become so popular, even in a local, in a local area, and then expand nationally and internationally, you'd be kind of saying to yourself, "What the fuck did happen?" See what I mean? Do you know? Yeah. You'd be kind of saying to yourself, something weird must have went on here for something, you know, like a story that to get out from just the local place and then just to build, you know what I mean? So it's, it's an interesting, if you go down there, have you ever been yourself, actually? I haven't been, no. Yeah, Miss, uh, the missus has been all right, but she was actually booked in for Halloween night this year. Oh, all but right. Ob- but obviously couldn't go. It's, uh, it's definitely something, as I say, some people go down and just, just don't, totally don't believe in it at all. We've seen that, and people have left going, Jesus Christ, you know, if that was, you know, if that was that, like, and you'll, you'll always leave with some kind of, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say you're going to see, like, as I said to you, they were walking up to you, but as regards the building itself, the atmosphere, even the location where it is, you're going to leave with some kind of experience, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a pretty cool spot, I'll always say that. So you do have, like, do you do be working when the tours come in at Halloween then down there? Uh, yeah, well, we do the, the kind of paranormal lockdowns, so yeah. um, again, just let people know, like these aren't things like there's, uh, like some people kind of some people come to these nights thinking that's going to be people jumping out at you and you know shouting. At you. It's not like that. the nightmare realm or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> which I believe they've never actually been there, and people have said it's, it's brilliant, man. Yeah, it's something like something, and it's just up the road. Like obviously, I'm in Wicklow, and that's up in Dublin. Like, but again, yeah. it's something I've always been meaning to get to. Again, Halloween will be very busy for me, so it's hard to get. <laughs> Hopefully this year it goes ahead anyway. Uh, yeah. But um, like the night in Loftus Hall is definitely not that. They have had those kind of nights, but it's obviously you're told that this is the Halloween tour or whatever it is. But a paranormal lockdown is totally different. All the powers cut to the house, etc., etc. We go in and we actually tell people, listen, if nothing happens, nothing happens. It's as simple as that, really. And we can't just click our fingers and the whole place comes alive, you know what I mean? We have various different types of equipment. 
um, talking from tattoos to thermal image cameras, etc., etc. We do put people in certain areas on their own and stuff like that. Some people like to do it. Some people absolutely hate to do it. Um, it's kind of a, I won't use the word, it's not, I won't say no hold barred because it is, it's, um, it is a managed, like we don't just let people wander around in the dark, obviously for safety reasons, but there's definitely no um, trickery or anything like that because if there was, I wouldn't be involved with it, simple as that. <laughs> Has anyone ever showed up drug to it? Um, you'd have a few people trying to, and yeah. there is a clause in there, you have to sign a waiver, obviously going in. There's no alcohol. It's as simple as that, really. Because yeah. First of all, people be falling around the place. Second of all, public safety. We don't want so-and-so running there and then obviously becoming a not-so-nice person. So there is, we do have a, a kind of a strict health and safety briefing at the start. We obviously want people to enjoy themselves. Don't get me wrong about that. People are there for their own reasons. People are there because they believe. People are there because they don't believe, but they want to believe. So again, you have to accommodate a lot of people. Um, but alcohol and drugs and all that kind of stuff, that's a, that's a huge no. And if there's any sense of that whatsoever, you do be politely um, asked to vacate the building. <laughs> so, so it has happened? Um, now, I won't say it's a common thing. Um, yeah. It's definitely not common. Uh, it wasn't actually even in Loftus before. There was actually another location we don't heard. There was a group of individuals that came in and, yeah, we had to ask them to politely leave. Which, listen, that, that's just people. <laughs> <laughs> Right, what do I have here next? Horror films that have come out recently that you like? Um, very, I, love, I actually enjoy that question and one that always jumps to my mind is Hereditary. I know it's not for everyone. Um, I just thought it was, I just thought it was definitely different and I thought uh, it's more psychological rather than uh, you know, jump scares or whatever it is just on the screen. Um, would you believe, I keep looking at my phone as if you can see it, I was actually reading an article, it was either today or yesterday, um, I was reading an article on Brie Disgusting, um, something like 20 or 30 things you may have missed in um, uh, Hereditary. Now, I, I had spotted someone, but there actually is other bits that are hidden in the background, you know, strategically, you can't talk, strategically placed in the background that actually add to the story of the film. Um, again, it's not for everyone. I don't, have you seen it yourself, have you? I haven't seen it, no. It's, it's there if you like your psychological and all that kind of stuff it's it's definitely worth a watch um i haven't seen uh the latest one from the same dude which was midsummer or midsummer i haven't seen that yet it's actually one on the list i need to watch but definitely hereditary jumps out there um i'm trying to think some people ask me then uh what's your favorite horror film and i i don't hate the question so <laughs> I, find, <laughs> I definitely don't hate I definitely didn't have that up my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> I got there before, yeah. Yeah. But, but um, no, I, genuinely, I don't hate the question, but I find myself not being able to pick one because there's just obviously so much of them out there. But if I had to pick, if someone actually put a gun to my head and said, listen, what would it be? I'd have to go for the original Halloween. And the reason I pick it is because it can actually happen in real life. Like, uh, someone can actually just literally decide one day, listen, that's it, simple as that. Um, again, some people might agree with it, some people might, might not agree with it. Again, there's absolutely hundreds of thousands of horrors out there. The Exorcist always gets mentioned, you know, The Thing, Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw, but it's just something about, it's just something about Halloween where um, it's a young child 
Philly's sister, who's dead quiet for so many years. He's never spoken since. And then he just decided one day to get up and start going on a, an absolute killing spree. Um, and that's one of the gripes I had with the with the new Halloween because spoiler alert, three <laughs> seconds to turn off. The... <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, in the new one, the whole story of Michael Myers is that he was always trying to get after his sister, you know, Laurie Strode. And in the new one, of course, they weren't related. She was just a random person. Now, listen, if it had been its own movie on its own, completely unrelated, you might say, that's actually good boy to do to that franchise. It was his whole motivation. And, you know, it, it just didn't work for me. It worked for some people. It just didn't work for me. Um, so, yeah. It wasn't, Halloween... it, it wasn't as bad as Halloween Resurrection, though. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking awful. <laughs> that, that, that movie doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't exist. <laughs> I love the cheesy horrors. I love all my Halloweens, Friday the 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And my favourite film is actually Child's Play 2. Child's Play 2. Child's Play 2 does not get as much, um, what's the word I'm looking for, as much recognition as I think it should. Child's Play 1 is obviously brilliant. I actually really enjoy watching Child's Play 2. Child's Play 3 is when it's kind of... Yeah, that was ropey. It's starting to turn into its kind of comedy horror. Now, listen, there's absolutely nothing wrong with comedy horror. I do enjoy quite a lot of them. But after 3, I think it just uh, became its own worst enemy, if that makes sense. It just became like a a joke. Seed of Chucky is up there with Halloween Resurrection. (laughs) Seed of Chucky. (laughs) That's brutal. Red Man, is it? Red Man is the main oh, actor. We could actually be here all night talking about So bad. Still recording me there. There's one called Zombievers. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. <laughs> but, then, but then you have horror films that have grown, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a cult following because they're so bad, they're brilliant. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Sharknado. Oh, stop. <laughs> but, um, I was, I seen Sharknado 3 there a while ago, uh, and it was uh, Chris Jericho was in it, and Jedward. <laughs> That's a horror movie. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Horror, there you go. No, one is. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, there's been some uh, iffy films. Out. There's also very good thrillers out there as well, which is kind of on... Like thrillers, kind of on the borderline. Is it horror? Is it isn't this? Isn't this? Is it? Is it? You know what I mean? There's been yeah. some fantastic ones of them out there as well. Um, there's a couple this year. I actually the Conjuring movies. Um, I do enjoy as the Conjuring films, not the spin-offs. I will admit, I absolutely. Someone said to me, "I think you think of Annabelle." I kind of look at them going. Yeah, um, <laughs> and like God unknown and all this. I again, all this. I don't. I don't like. I'm not trying to disrespect people's work because yeah. other people, it's just not for me. But Conjuring one and two, I actually really enjoy, and that's another one that's coming out this year. Fingers crossed. That's not back, but it's the the third in the in the series of the Conjuring movies, which is the the Devil Made Me Do a Case. Um, Candyman's coming out. Again, I'm not sure if it's a remake or a reboot. I think it's a continuation of what was actually there in the first place. There's another Evil Dead coming out, if I remember correctly. And again, who doesn't want to watch Evil Dead after the... <laughs> after Evil Dead? I think, another, I think it's Evil Dead. And Saw 27 is coming out as well. 
you know, and again, it was a weird or a very interesting director choice, which is Chris Rock, a comedian uh, directing the remake of Saw. I'm just very interested to see what he does with that. I didn't um, enjoy any Saw at all, to be honest. I, the first one, I will admit, the, the very first one had an interesting yeah. um, story and an interesting kind of, you know, the whole reason why he's doing it and stuff like that. And he's there, spoiler alert, 20 years yeah. later, it's him on the floor. But um, after that, Jesus Christ. The amount Just of made too many. Oh, it's actually crazy. It How was, many is there? Eight, is it? I think so. I think it's eight because, or is it seven? I think too many seven. anyway. Seven or eight one, yeah. Again, I haven't seen it. Or have, again, just, <laughs> I can say, have I seen that movie? Or haven't I seen it? You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, that kind of stuff works with Nightmare on Elm Street. It works with Halloween. It works with Jason. It works with Texas Chainsaw. Because there's just a love for the characters there. It has a bit of nostalgia there. We all grew up, you know, Freddy's going to get you and Jason's out, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't think it works now. And because the genre's gone too broad and we're all looking for something now that actually will try to disturb us or try to something new or fresh. I think Saw, for what it was at the start, was a very good idea and a very good kind of uh, kind of off cut, if that makes sense. But yeah. then it went like wild, you know what I mean? Did you enjoy, enjoy Freddy versus Jason? I did. For what it is, for what it is, it's not like, listen... If someone said to me, I've never seen it, and do you think I should watch it? I'd say, absolutely watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do play for what it is. And then everyone, everyone, everyone always says, who would win, Jason or Michael? And I do have a fan fair, or I do have a, a side that I pick in that, and I'll always pick Michael Myers. Um, people say, oh, but Michael's been killed as well. No, he hasn't. You have to remember that at the end of H20, if I remember correctly, when she beheads him, it actually wasn't yeah. Michael. Yeah, it wasn't him. <laughs> And then uh, the whole thing was, well, where was he in Halloween 3? He was always in the coma. Yeah, but the coma doesn't mean you're dead. But um, Jason has died, and he's had to have been, he's been resurrected by lightning. He's been resurrected, you know, so... He's been to Manhattan. He's been to Manhattan, and he's been to space. Actually, yeah. he's been to space. <laughs> Jason, Jason X in space, wasn't it? Yeah, Jason X. I actually met um, Kane Hodder, who plays Jason the most times. He's an absolute gentleman. Um, really fun guy. He'd be chatting out the way we are, cursing and swearing yeah. back. And I was actually I read his book as well. He, that man has had some. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's, I was going to say it's like some I'm looking for a better word than life. Like he's had some experiences, and like he got really badly burned when he was uh, younger, like really badly burned. And that's why you see him. He has his hands covered and all now, but he has a lot of respect for um, like burn victims. He does a lot for them and stuff like oh, that. Big. Just to talk to the man, he's 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 so funny and really. He looks dense. like a giant of a man. Jesus Christ! No, I'm not tall, like, but, yeah. but he's up there. And then uh, I met Tony Todd as well. At the same, it was actually up in Dublin at an event there. And Tony Todd is absolutely like he's he's just a complete. That the scream screamvention was that what it was called? I didn't even know about that, and I was living in Dublin. Like, what's yeah. the story with that? I didn't even know it was on. I didn't know it was on either until literally the day before. It's really um, poorly advertised, I think. Yeah, it was actually me auntie that told me about it, and the minute, obviously, the minute I heard about it, I went up, and I have to say, everyone at it, um, Andy Barr, I can never think of the man's name. Alex Vincent. He was at it. Um, yeah, would love to meet him. Yeah, Barbie Wilde from Hellraiser was at it. Um, 
uh, Ari Lehman, who played the very first Jason, the dude who pops up out of the water. Again, all really nice people, and Tony Todd as well, for such a big, huge man. Real kind of you know, gentle talking and stuff like that. You know, they'd have time for you, and so, so yeah. it, was, it was an interesting experience. You know? uh, was there many people there at that? There was a good few at it, yeah. But I think hmm. as well, in fairness to the girl, the, again, I spoke to her a couple of times. She put her heart and soul into it. Um, I just think maybe one thing was probably maybe the advertising, trying to get yeah. it out there, was happening and stuff like that. I wouldn't say it was an easy feat to talk put together. Yeah. You know what I mean? To get all those kind of celebrities there. It's definitely something that I'd back if it was happening again. It's like the, as you said yourself, we were at, we met at the Horror Expo. Um, like Sarah there has done absolutely marvellous things for the horror community in Ireland as well. And again, me and Sarah are actually really good friends. And we've done a, we've done a few projects together. And we're, and we're laughing the last time. I, I always say for we're the two down the back talking about horror. <laughs> delight to see her on the delight to see her on the telly now as well. Oh, she's great. Sarah is absolutely yeah. brilliant. She's one woman as well that really knows her stuff. Like she's, uh, I, I'd, I'd be afraid quizzing her on something because she tell you. <laughs> I am. Uh, I know Emma's her brother very well yeah very good from club hell and all that yeah very good um but yeah in ireland definitely in ireland there's a a huge love out there for for horror i know a few writers irish writers in the genre at the moment um and again they're getting out there they're getting their names known and i'm just amazed with the the kind of love for it and the support as well like the support i've got from even my hometown here Anywhere I go, really, once people start chatting to them to see what they're about, people want to read a story, or you know, and I think as well, once people get to kind of know your style and stuff like that, you kind of you get a little following, then you know what I mean. So, again, it's all it's all been brilliant, it's all been good. I suppose another highlight as well, uh, Nora Roberts, totally not my genre, totally not my kind of style at all, but I've done a book signing with Nora Roberts, um. In America, it was in, she's a really well known. Have you heard, you probably have you heard of her or don't? No, know? I don't know her. No, she's a romance novelist. <laughs> oh, that's probably why. <laughs> I think that's her main uh, genre. I could be totally wrong now. Yeah, but um, she's huge in the states. Like they're talking like two hundred something books, and she's multi millionaire. And I landed in the states back over with my friend Lisa. That was Tony there. Lisa V. Prue that I met the in Florida that time. When I landed, it was just for a holiday. And Lisa goes, you have a book signing this weekend? And he goes, no, what? No, I don't. have no book. What? what are you talking about? And she goes, no, we're doing a... Nora Roberts is only one shop in the States, and it's in her hometown in Boonesboro. Yeah, they're all right, cool. That's brilliant. And uh, so we went down that Saturday. Lisa, obviously, has done a few there, and she knows Nora. And uh, I walked down, walked in, didn't know what to expect. And it's the... It's one of the... It's the one of the first times I've ever felt like, Jesus Christ, there was... Would you like some champagne? Would you like some, you know, all this kind of stuff? And I think there was like 250, 350, whatever it was, people with tickets queuing outside to get in. And I'm sleeping really? at the first desk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 and of course, when you open your mouth, they're kind of going, where's he from? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so that was a fantastic experience. And in fairness to, like, turn the page, book space, we're selling my book and all that kind of stuff in the shop and all that as well so it's been a wild ride for five years it's been crazy you now <laughs> it's a deadly experience anyway and it was you kind of i walked out afterwards and i kind of looking back and going is that, is that crazy did that actually happen <laughs> 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 yeah 
what does the future hold for you? Um, apart from the sixth book, is keep going. Um, it's all about, I suppose, the big, the big thing uh, for any author is exposure. It's getting name out there, getting people to know you. Uh, again, I have to again. I'm going to give absolutely good shout out to yourself for this, obviously, which is been no amazing. problem at all. Um, I suppose I did have a few things lined up with the uh, Dublin. I don't know if you've heard of the alternative market in Dublin. Um, yep. Fantastic things up there as well for all kind of alternative artists and stuff like that. Again, that that crew and them guys have helped me out phenomenally. Um, again, hopefully get back up and running with that kind of stuff. A few book signings once COVID books off. <laughs> um, Soon, ho- hopefully. hopefully. That on camera. Blow <laughs> <Blurred> out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fingers crossed uh, COVID gets lost soon because uh, I'm pretty sure people you know they're sick of it and stuff like that. Obviously, people have suffered a lot with it. Um, I'm lucky enough that I haven't got it or you know, not only family have got it, thank God, and hopefully it stays that way. Well, if you're asking me a nutshell of what I plan to keep, it's obviously keep writing, keep going. Um, I'm obviously a huge metalhead, as you can see. That's one of the reasons I've done... Uh, I said to myself, I love horror and I love metal, so why not try to combine the two? And a lot of people are kind of going, that's one of the best ideas I've ever seen. Horror, I, 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 f- I find that in the wrestling community as well, like that the wrestling and rock and absolutely. the horror, you can mix them all into the one. Like. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and again, um, like a lot of horror, like people think when they say, oh, he's a horror writer, he must be an absolute, he's a psychopath, he's a serial killer. You'll meet some of the nicest people, and the same goes for the metal community as well. When I'm at a gig, I've never, you know, some of the nicest people and friends I've met are at heavy metal concerts or horror book signings or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's better. It's just keep moving forward, I suppose, trying to, um, don't get me wrong, I have got, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, writer's block from time to time. I've often sat there and gone, Jesus Christ, is this story even going to work? But, that has happened and it will happen again, but it's just, I suppose, keep moving forward and keep thinking of stories that I can kind of mess with people's heads with and uh, keep getting my name out there, I suppose, is the main thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was great to chat to you anyway, and thanks a million for joining me. Not at all, man. I really appreciate it, and you keep up the good work as well. Yeah, and sure, we'll catch up again soon. Absolutely, man, and take care, everyone out there.